oi, oi, and welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast with myself, Stephen Nussbaum, and as always, my good friend, South Stand chum, the bearded legend, Mr. Paul Levy. Hello, welcome back. Thanks for the lovely intro. This is episode number 114, and as the Orient ladies' team found their goal-scoring boot, sadly, the men's team appear to have left theirs behind. We have an exclusive interview with Steve Davis post-match coming up later in the show, but first... As always, we're going to start this episode with an update from our friends over at the Supporters Club. So, Supporters Club, loads going on. So, this Wednesday, on the 13th of September, there's an evening with Nigel, Travis and Kent Tiagu, who have kindly given up their time (laughs) to come and speak to supporters. All questions will be from the floor and not set in advance. Um, And doors open at 645 for a half past seven start. So that one's going to be Ramo uh, and should be a great evening. And then on Friday, 22nd of September, the popular beer festival returns to the supporters club. Doors for this open at five and entry is free. Beers featured will be from the Twickenham Brewery as well as all the usual lagers. So get yourself down there. Uh, and then on to two matches coming up then on Saturday, the 23rd of September. Coaches will be running to Aldershot, which leave at 11am for a 3pm kickoff. The cost for this one is £21 adults. £18 for concessions with the usual £3 surcharge to non-members and also a new trip to tell you about this time Barrow Away on Saturday the 7th of October this time the coaches depart at 7am for a 3pm kickoff. so this is a very early start cost for this one is £34 for adults £31 for concessions and again £3 if you're not a non-member so you also uh, remember to get your match tickets not from the supporters club from the box office or wherever you get them from, from the website. You can book at the Supports Club or on the travel line on 07722 uh, And also, I think Karen tweeted us before we started recording saying all the new membership cards are in. So go to the Supports Club this week before the Hartlepool game or the Halifax game to go and, and get Tuesday yours. Night. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well done. Leighton Orient Trust, thankfully we've got uh, a very good healthy update for you uh, this week. Thanks to Colbrook Royals youth team who were our penalty takers during the halftime break of the Geisley game and also to those wonderful disabled supporters who were brave enough to partake in the guard of honour and flag waving. Always a pleasure to involve our diverse Orient community when there's an opportunity and we will continue to do so. A huge thank you to assistant first team coach Ross Embleton who took time out on Thursday afternoon to welcome 80 plus new student inductees to the club as they begin their BTEC courses led by the trust in association with Waltham Forest College. Ross spoke to the new learners about the importance of keeping high standards both on and off the pitch as well as having a strong mind and maintaining focus and never giving up on your dreams, which is obviously a very strong message there. Yeah. Neil Taylor, the trust CEO, also welcomed the students and invited some to experience the O's atmosphere, literally under the spotlights by taking penalties during the halftime break of the Halifax game on Tuesday evening. That's this coming Tuesday. We wish them all good luck and success as they begin their journey. And who knows, we may even unearth another Sandro Semedo. Yep. The Supporters Club will be presenting Macaulay Bond with a bottle of champagne to celebrate his hat-trick versus Geisley in the Supporters Club around 6pm on Tuesday evening. So if you're able to, make sure you get yourself down there. Yeah, and then finally from the Trust, the club has been nominated at the Football Business Awards in the Best Fan Engagement by Club category for the fantastic community work enabled by the opening of the Fans for Diversity Hub made possible with the help of Kick It Out and First Class Facilities Management at the beginning of last season. So other clubs nominated are Arsenal, Liverpool, Man City, Rangers, (coughs) Sunderland and Tottenham. So we are in very esteemed company. Mm. But hey, 
why not? We're proud to have the reputation as one of the best community clubs in the country and this would be a real feather in our cap. So good luck to you. It's well deserved. That's amazing that they've just been nominated with Premier League. Premier League clubs and arguably one of the two biggest clubs in Scotland. So fantastic work there from the Trust. Well done to yeah. Neil, to Howard, to everyone and Neil. Uh, from yeah. the Trust. So a huge kudos to you all. Yep. Now we also have an update from Matt Roper from the who's uh, on the Loft Committee. Uh, who's emailed us in some information about a Fans Not Numbers, which is a London event. Fans Not Numbers is a roadshow of five events across the country organised by Supporters Direct in partnership with Skins, the sportswear clothing manufacturer. The events will encourage fans and supporters of all clubs to hear from panellists regarding possibly uh, possibly football reform, possibly sorry, possibility of football reform and why it's so important that clubs such as Leighton Orient, Blackburn, Coventry, Charlton and Blackpool do not fall into crisis as we have seen over the past couple of years. Following the five events, a report will be made to government along with supporters being asked to lobby their own MPs, asking the FA to provide positive change for the beautiful game. The event is to be held in London this coming Thursday, the 14th of September, and will be held at Leighton Orient FC, hosted by the Leighton Orient Fans Trust. This event is free to attend, but you must pre-register, and you can do this by visiting the Supporters Direct website, which is www.supporters-direct.org, and clicking on the Fans Not Numbers event page. Doors will open at 7 o'clock for a 7.30 start, and Loft hope to see as many Orient supporters there as possible. Yes, yeah, so a busy very week. Good. Yeah. Busy week coming up. So thanks to Matt for that update there. So a few bits of additional stuff, starting with... The Orient Outlook August Goal of the Month. So thanks to everyone who voted in our August Goal of the Month competition, uh, which we've done on Twitter. And thanks to Ben Boatman, who goes uh, under the Twitter handle of at Boatsy, for making the video featuring all the goals. Yeah, uh, well done, mate. That was good. were as follows. So in fourth place, Robbie Boko versus Maidstone. In third place, David Mooney versus Maidstone. In second was Craig Clay versus Eastleigh, which wasn't a great goal, but more for the memories of what that what kind that of emotion brought yeah. out. And then the winner of yeah. our August goal of the month competition is Macaulay Bond for his header against Maidenhead, which I think took about 51% of the vote. So well done, Macaulay. Well done to James Dayton uh, for his assist. And thank you to everyone who voted in that. Yes. And then just to kind of round up our introduction to this podcast, we caught up with Energy Bet uh, just before we started recording to get an update of what they've been doing. So we spoke to UK manager Russell Yershon earlier on about what they've got coming up. And here is Russell talking about the Energy Bet activity. Russ, thanks for joining us again. Um, perhaps you, uh, perhaps you can give us all an update on uh, on what Energy Bet have got going on and what we've got coming up from, what we can expect from from you guys uh, over the next uh, period. Sure, we've got the August Leighton Orient Player of the Month, which is currently available on our Twitter feed at EnergyBet underscore com. Um, it runs out tomorrow at 10 in the morning and we've had 840 votes McCauley Bond is on 51% George Ellicobi 23% James Dayton 20% and Charlie Granger 6% so if you haven't voted get to EnergyBet underscore com and vote now for the August Player of the Month so it very much looks like McCauley Bond will be the winner uh, but you never know and in terms of everyone who votes, 
one person will win a pair of hospitality tickets uh, for next week's game against Hartlepool and they will accompany us to present the award to the winner before kick-off. So we're looking forward to picking a winner tomorrow afternoon uh, and then them joining Energy Bet on Saturday for the Hartlepool game. That is an outstanding prize, awesome. just for voting. Yeah. That is an outstanding prize, and we can vouch for the hospitality because it is an excellent experience. So that's great. And um, what else you got for us, Russ? We've got a chance for any Leighton Orient fan to win a official signed home shirt by all the team. To enter, fan 18 plus, you need to register at energybet.com. Use the promo code Leighton in caps. And you'll get a free £10 bonus on signing up. So the terms are at energybet.com, confirming it's 18 plus, gamblerware.co.uk. Brilliant. And Russ, you got anything else to, to mention? Any odds coming up for the week for the next couple of games for the O's? Yeah, the next game on Tuesday against Halifax, Leighton Orient are 10 to 11. So that's just a shade of odds on. So you put £11 on, you will win 10 the draw is 13-5, to five. Halifax to win a 3-1. As we know, the O's lost to Borenwood on the weekend. But bear in mind that Borenwood have already been all the shot at home and drawn away at near. So let's keep positive because the O's are very, very strong at home this season, winning all three games. So it's very important for me, uh, for the fans, to, to turn up Tuesday and again on Saturday trying to secure six points at home to Halifax and Hartlepool and then the O's will be in a strong position come Saturday evening but Halifax won't be any pushovers they're unbeaten in five they've won four drawn one but they're going to come to the match room and for me with a strong home crowd and Bon Mooney Harold are going to be raring to go from the off I do fancy Orient to get back to winning ways and secure the three points what do you think, boys? I hope so, Russ. Hope so. Yeah, we. It, it's it's about a strength of character now. The bounce back ability, I think, is the, is the word. You know, we lost to Bromley and bounced back uh, against Woking. So Halifax will probably provide us with a much sterner test than that. But um, like you say, we we've got the home advantage and we are good at home. So yeah, looking positive for that. Um, obviously, the added pressure of the, of the BT Sport cameras on Saturday will add another dimension to it. Um, I don't think I've done a lunchtime kickoff for. Ever actually, um, yeah, but I don't think I went to that. So yeah, that'd be interesting. Um, yeah, adds a different dynamic. But um, no, thanks very much indeed. So that was uh, Energy Bet, the club's main shirt sponsor. Um, and I just think that just 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 to add to that, I mean, I think it's just another fantastic situation that we're in where we've got. You know, Kemp was at um, Boreham Wood yesterday, come in the crowd at the you know at the second half, and there we have the you know the club's main sponsors engaging with us as fans. Yeah. What who's what other clubs have their their sponsors getting involved with with fans at, at any level like they are with us now? I think it's absolutely terrific. Yeah, a fair play to Energy Bit after the chaos of last season, they could have easily walked away from the club. Before, do you know what? Just not this is a club for us, but they persevered and hopefully now are reaping the benefits. Some some great prizes there, uh, and they've got more. Uh, announcements to come later this week we they have so moving yes. on to the week that was yes so Monday the 4th of September nothing happened uh, thankfully so it was a quiet day for us 
uh, and the club. Uh, Tuesday the 5th of September then, uh, we wished happy 20th birthday to uh, young Leighton Orient defender Michael Clark. Yep, and in, in the afternoon the reserve team played against Stevenage away, so the lineup for this match was Sergeant in goal. Judd, Sendles White, uh, who was captain, Clark and Hap in defence, with the midfield of Barker, Moncur, Trialist A and Trialist B. So the Trialist brothers return from their pre-season jaunt to come back and play for the reserves. And then up front, Bocco and Caroma. So at half-time, we led 1-0, thanks to a Dan Hap goal from a Bocco corner. And then in the second half, Stephen had equalised before goals from Sam Dorby, who came on as a sub, and Romo Bocco and Orient won the game 3-1. So good to see those players there getting a turn out. Some familiar names from last season, such as Sargent, Judd, Clark, you know, Moncur uh, and Corona. So good to see that the squad getting a good, good workout there away to Stevenage. So yep. well done there. And Dan Hat, big boy, this could be time to break through for Hat. Potentially. It's yeah. going to be very exciting. We're going to cover that a little bit later on uh, in the show. So the club also announced that the Ebbsfleet away match on Saturday the 11th of November, my birthday weekend. I thought that was your birthday. It's yeah. the 11th, isn't it? Uh, ninth, ninth okay. Thursday, yeah, yeah. Um, has been moved to five thirty and selected to be shown live on BT Sport. Yeah. So that means that we've been selected for TV coverage in August, September, October, and November. We've never been on telly so much. I know, loving it. Granted, to a li- slightly more limited audience, but nonetheless, it's still great. Just need to subscri- subscribe to BT Sport now, and then we'll be quiz in. I get it free with my mobile phone thing so I'm quite fortunate all round Kane's the data all round Levy's house in for the <laughs> Eversfield game well wherever I could do it wherever as long as I've got a signal <laughs> so Wednesday 6th of September Jamie Sendles White spoke to the official website about making his first appearance for over 12 months since his injury at Swindon he said the past year has been tough and being ruled out for such a long period of time is horrible for any player to experience. You only know how difficult it actually is once you've been through it yourself. And I found myself in some very dark places at stages of the rehabilitation, given that at times I was worried if I would ever be able to play again. Fortunately, that has not been the case. And it was a wonderful experience to be back out there on Saturday. And the result topped it off. So nice to see Jamie full of confidence. And after making his first appearance back, made it with a win. And for me, I think... Uh, and I wrote this before the game on Saturday yeah. that Jamie has a massive part to play this season if any Kobe or your crystal uh, ball has come good again Colson get injured yeah. he will have to step up and I think he'll be the first choice to come in he will over be. Clark and the Pollock yeah, yeah, and stuff yeah, like absolutely. that so you know I think we'll see a lot more of Jamie now after Saturday sooner rather than later yeah I agree and you know it must be really really painful not you know mentally to sit there as a young man with your career ahead of you, like the best years of your career ahead of you, but actually you've sustained a potential career yeah. career ending injury. Like I can't imagine how how anxious that must make you. Yeah. Um, let alone being towards the end of your career, sort of thing. So no, well done. It's good to see him back out there playing. And I do remember the Swindon fans were pretty disappointed that they didn't offer him another contract. Agree. Yeah. When we signed him, which is always a, a, a good sign. So Thursday, the seventh of September, then. The club did the first of many, I understand, Twitter takeovers. And the first up was leading scorer Macaulay Bond. He was in control of the club's official Twitter account asking questions that had been sent into the club using the hashtag AskMacca. Uh, it was good. There was a lot of good questions on there. I was trying to follow it while I was at work, trying not to be busted. Yeah, great way of engaging fans. Well done to everyone at the club who came up with that. Well done to Macaulay Bond uh, for doing it. Being a good well sport. to Jamie Sandals-White, who we've mentioned previously, who gave uh, Macaulay some great stick. He did. During it, uh, including questions such as, Macca, would you like to get out of my pocket after today's <laughs> session? <laughs> that was the best one for me. Hashtag Ask Macca. 
I did like it. I did like the next one where he said, "Hi Maka, any chance of a bit of banter from you in his answers?" <laughs> and the fact he's using the hashtag as well makes me laugh as well. Uh, and then put up a photo of a very dodgy barnet from Macaulay, which must have only been about a year and a half ago, two years ago. Yeah. So hi Maka, did you sack your barber after this dreadful haircut? And that's good. To, you know, you can see again another example of the great team spirit yeah. going through. Uh, and yeah, once something's on Twitter, you, you can never get rid of it. So no, it's all there. there forever. Yeah. I will say that I don't think Jamie Sendles White is in the best of positions to be commenting on other people's barnets when he turned up with his tips all highlighted at Harlow. I was like, what is this guy doing? Is he just like out of a boy band or something? So yeah, I don't think people that live in glass houses uh, should be throwing stones there. Uh, uh, Jamie but uh, anyway all good fun yeah. uh, well played to everybody and as you say great way of engaging uh, with the fans as well. and there were some pretty good questions as well yeah we look forward to many more so keep those going to everyone at the club so yep. Friday for September obviously being a Friday moody Friday so happy 21st birthday to Freddie Monker we hope you had a great one hope you wore your bow tie out because uh, I know you're fond of a bow, bow tie Freddie very good yep very good yes very good indeed Thank I don't you. think he did though I, I, I think I there was a picture of him out, so I don't think he did. But yeah, that was a great memory shout Thank there. You, um, okay, also ahead of our match uh, against Boreham Wood, XO Blair Turgut, who for me has still scored one of the most impressive goals I've ever seen at Brisbane Road. <laughs> yeah. um, he signed for Boreham Wood on loan from Stevenage. He wasn't getting the game time there. He needed it. He wanted it. He was at Bromley last season before he signed for, for Stevenage. He hasn't been given a go, hasn't got into their team. That is a superb signing uh, for Boreham Wood, as we saw last year at Bromley. Blair got about 15, I think either 15 or 20 goals for Bromley. He smashed it. So for them to get him on loan from Stevenage is a great move for them. Yep. I think we all kind of felt a bit anxious when we saw that news come through. And then so it's law, isn't it? It's always going to be the, the, the ex-player comes back to haunt yeah. you. And I think personally he should have been given more time, but that's another story. And then in the evening, LOFC tickets tweeted, 1,103 tickets sold at LOFC for tomorrow's game. Boreham Wood have tweeted cash turnstiles available and uncollected tickets are being taken to Boreham Wood. So again, fantastic support. You know, I think their record attendance was already about to be smashed at that point before they even gone in. So brilliant to see there. So really good. And then moving on to Saturday, 9th of September. Yep, the under-18s lost, unfortunately. They lost 4-3 to Barnet after conceding a last gasp goal in a game that really could have gone either yeah. way. It was end-to-end end from end. what we were tracking yeah. on uh, on social media. And the uh, the, O's go- the O's goals came from Teddy Perkins, whose name keeps cropping up week in, week out, and a double from Sam Dolby as well. So... I mean, wow, um, you know, good to have Sam Dolby back in, yeah, the, uh, in the youth side and, and good to see him uh, on the score sheet as well. Yep, so moving on to the main event, Boreham, Wood <coughs> away. So the team was announced with Granger in goal, back four of Caprice, Elikobi, Colson, and Woodowson. In midfield, Clay, Oching, McEnough and Dayton. And up top, Mooney and Bond subs with Sargent, Sendles, Wyatt, Lawless, Coroma and Harold. So no changes from the starting lineup against Geisley, but Lawless returned to the squad, but not to the starting lineup. Following his hip flexor injury, so your views on the starting lineup? Yeah, good to keep putting a settled side out, especially one that wins and scores goals. Saw a few people, you know, on social media. Why is Lawless on the bench and Ochang um, starting? But obviously, you can't rush. I mean, some people's sensibility they they, they lose it a bit. Um, you know, Lawless is just returning from an injury. He's on the bench in case we need it. Um, he wouldn't be playing ninety minutes. A player returning from injury that just wouldn't make sense. So, yeah, your views. Yeah, for me, I thought we might see Harold start and play some Mooney, but I think Harold's going to be more used as an impact sub, so yeah. a different impact than what Mooney would have off the bench. But fair play to Davies for deservedly keeping Oching in the starting lineup despite Lawless returning. Um, I think Steve was a bit of damned if you do and damned if you don't 
uh, with Lawless and I think about a 50-50 call fans wanting him to keep Hutchig in on 50% wanting him to bring yeah, Lawless back. But Chang hadn't put a foot wrong. No, I agree. That's and why. That's why he got credit. Lawless was coming back uh, from injury, and I think you know we had twelve, we had twelve hundred odd odd fans there um, yesterday, but it was a little bit quiet. I thought to start with, it wasn't as as uh, loud as we normally are, especially when we're taking over th- two thirds of a ground. Bit subdued, being a bit subdued. Yeah, bit, uh, yeah. I don't, I don't know why. So um, you were there, I wasn't. So I'll be asking you a few questions. Yeah. about the game. Probably leave most of it up to you. Then. So first ten minutes, you said. Yeah, we were dominated it really, and then for the next few minutes, uh, Boreham would dominated it, and and they seemed to be coming down our right, our their right, our left hand side, targeting either targeting Joe Edison or it's just their strength was to to overload that our left hand side oh, so they either scouted us and Tim Wilson as a potential weakness in the team yeah. or you think that their right side just might have been stronger than their left yeah yeah. well I, either or and I do have to say the pitch at Boreham Wood is possibly the best pitch I've ever seen well, I think you were saying before that I think Watford reserves use it Watford Arsenal reserves use it. it Arsenal's ladies use it and Arsenal maintain that pitch for them fair play so that pitch is a replica of the Emirates fair pitch. play to them. it is beautiful literally as if someone's gone along with scissors and a ruler and cut all the gr- it is perfect brilliant most perfect fair, pitch fair play to that club um, sorting out, they got the proper sports seats you know that you see in the yeah. Premier League they got the proper sports seats in the dugout um, they've got these beaut- like these brand new looking five-a-side pitches outside so revenue coming I don't know how but on Great gates of 400 it's obviously the revenue coming in from Watford and Arsenal yeah. and not having to have the cost of maintaining but anyway so 25th minute in Data played in Caprice on the right hand side he passed to Clay who dragged his effort wide well Did- wide he should have done better yeah Clay should have at least got target. on target yeah okay. I mean looking at the stats from, from our game we had one shot on target and I think four or five wide that just tells you all you need to know about yeah. the game that was a better effort than, than actually what you might think it is and they won't come up it'd probably come up on the club's highlights but it hasn't come up on any of the clubs yes, we've yeah, seen yeah, um, and then in the 34th minute Boreham Wood have really been dominating a bit more really uh, and Danny Wood's uh, shot gives them the lead George Jellicobe cleared it off the line from a Bruno Andrade shot um, and their man just followed up and, and we, we didn't we didn't track yeah I thought Jellicobe done well to clear it yep but no one read it well Obviously, couldn't get a lot of distance on the clearance as you wouldn't really expect him to. Because he was falling back as it sort of off balance yeah. as he cleared. Good finish it. though by them now. He's it was, well yeah. actually. Boreham Woods team are littered with decent ex football league players. Okay. Let's not let's not mess about here. They've got Wells at the back. Uh, they had Murta. They had uh, Kira Murta. They had Bruno Andrade, Blair Turgot. You know, a, a general core of their team. Foundations. Are ex league players. So you know. for you, deserve lead at that point. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, um, I think it was them. They had a little bit more of dominance in that period than us. Um, but then in the forty fourth minute, neat build up play, and a really beautiful through ball from Dave Mooney um, put Bon in, but he blasted over from about twelve yards with with just their keeper to beat. Should Bon be hitting the target? With yeah, that? he should be. Yeah, but Clay should have done it. Bon should have done it as well. I think he's rushed his shot there. And he's got he's got a bit of a rush of blood to his head, and he's just blasted it over with literally only their goalkeeper to beat. So for me, that is the turning point in the match for me. Uh, without being there, I think if Bond yeah. scores that half-time team talk is completely different. I think it gives our fans a much-needed boost going into half-time and puts them on a downer. And I think if that goes in, you're looking at a completely different game. Steve Davis mentioned that post-match. I didn't catch that. Okay, but to Dave Victor and to George Sessions and the others, because uh, I didn't record their bit. I did one separately. Um, he mentioned that you, you get that in it in, in the oh, game. Okay. The game is different. Cool. Um, so half time in, we went in one 0 <coughs> down. So 
Yeah, poor first half from us. We were second best to every second ball. They wanted it. It looked like they wanted it more from us. They turned up more than us. Cup they, final, they, cup final for them. Maybe front, they turned up in front of their record crowd. And, yeah, but they were tenth in the league, so they were no mugs. They weren't yeah. a Geisley. You know, they weren't sat second or third bottom or anything like that. You know, they were they were good. They're yeah. clearly punching above their weight with crowds of four or five hundred. Obviously, they've got other revenue coming in to allow them to have the yeah, likes yeah. of those players that I mentioned earlier. Um, but yeah, they they just seemed up for it, and we just didn't. Unfortunately, but you wanted. This is a game where you wanted half time to come sooner rather than so later. So you could get them in. So you could get them yeah. in, sort them out, and, and push them back out. Okay, so attendance announced at 1920 with 1,264 away Amazing. fans, which is an incredible, incredible figure. So well done to every one of you who was there. And that was Borum's, Borum Wood's record attendance. And basically, all down to Orient fans. Correct. And the way they treated us in the club. Um, which I won't go into now is is absolutely, but it's the worst piece of PR amongst clubs, amongst your peers that you'll ever hear about. Fine, let's let's let's. We'll move on from that. Yes, but yeah, absolutely. that was all down to Orient fans. So the second half kicked off, no subs. Surprised for you? Do you think we would? Were you expecting to see a well, sub? We were only a goal down. Yeah. I think if you get them in and give them a chance, we've got good quality in our squad. Dayton's, McEnough's, Mooney's, Bonds, yeah. Elakobi, and Coulson at the back. You know, we've got an, you know we've got a good strength side there so you would expect them to come out second half we're only a goal down it's it, you can win it back yeah you know you can come back from from okay. that um so not really surprised he didn't make a change okay. uh, because we were poor everywhere so who are you going to punish and bring off you yeah, expect yeah. them to try and make it right in the second half okay so second half started in six minutes into it 51st minute born would win <coughs> tuna up as uh Kobe should have cleared the ball better following an early mistake from Woodison. And then uh, Murta got played in by Andrade and he finished from close range. So I've seen the goal. I thought it was a good finish from Murta. Yeah. I think even though Enikovi makes a mistake, Bob we should have cleared it Bob better first Wood off. Still had a lot to do. Yeah. It, it, it wasn't like that mistake led to a tap in. But I, you know, I don't think we closed our men down enough very well. Ochang was caught cool. ball watching rather than player tracking on both goals. A simple goal for them. We yeah. should have really done better. And at that yeah. point, at two, two mistakes, down, you're looking at a massive uphill mountain to climb. So, 52nd minute, Henry Ochang came off from Matt Harold. So, how did Henry do? Uh, no worse than anybody else. Okay. He was probably, if you're going to be p- picky about it, he was probably to blame for both goals for not tracking oh, really? or not pushing okay. out if you were going to be picky and then by bringing Harold on we then went into a diamond uh, with Mooney at the tip of the diamond with Mooney yeah, at the bottom yeah. and Clay at the top yeah. with McEnough and Dayton. Uh, Dayton on the wings although we were still quite wide because Steve Davis said post-match that we were working on training on overloading down the wings and yeah, then yeah. getting the ball in okay, so he went he went diamond uh, on us there um, George Sessions tweeted in the 58 minute which I thought was a really good tweet on Andrade out muscles Ella Kobe you will not hear us talk about that very often uh, Ella Kobe being out muscled but he was so was Ella Kobe maybe not fit or something Possibly. like that because it sounds like he had a bit of a tough game and he's been kind of bossing the defence yeah, yeah, yeah. the last couple of games so maybe never seen that before yeah. he, he got shoved off yeah. um, Andrade cut inside but he drilled just wide um, and it was a bit poor actually so yeah maybe he was maybe he was I don't know carrying a bit of a niggle yeah. or something like that I don't I don't really know um, but I don't think you're going to hear too many times us no. saying uh, and uh, George Elokobi being out muscled well you hope not and in the 59th minute it sounds like a bit of a let off this one there's a tour got, uh, get got past Willison crossed in for Jeffers but he tapped wide let off there yeah massive yeah should have yeah, been through yeah at this point, any fans leaving or everyone still still? No, there? people were still there. Good. People started to leave around sort of, I think, 80th. 
ish yeah. minute, something like that. A few okay. people started to leave, yeah. And then you made a note saying around the hour mark, I'm playing some decent football, looking for a way back into the game. Couple of decent crosses, but couldn't make them count. Jake Capri's put in a pretty decent cross across yeah. uh, across the uh, the 18 yard box. Unfortunately, nothing came of it. And then uh, who was it? Widdison or Dayton put in a cross uh, the six yard box actually, and just no one could get a touch on it. Okay. Uh, there was I think it was only Bond that was close enough to get a touch, and unfortunately, I think it was just a bit too much pace on the ball. Um, we couldn't we couldn't get on it. Um, in the 65th minute, Josh Coulson and uh, went down with a, uh, I think it was a head injury. Um, he was replaced by by Jamie Sendles White. So for me, this is a bit of a worry because normally if a player gets a, a, a fairly moderately bad injury, most of the time they get sent back to their parent club. So hopefully, yeah. hopefully Josh is all right. As I think he's been very good, and I would hate yeah. to see him go back um, to Cambridge so early on in the season. So fingers crossed there that for Josh Coulson. I think they'll and trust his injuries the, are too bad. I think they'll trust that our medical facilities are as good, if not better, than theirs. You'd hope at so. Cambridge. Um, so from that perspective, that hopefully ought not to be a problem. Yep. So six minute Granger does well to deny Andrade after he was played in by Murta. Saved well. Yeah. yeah did well very well there, Charlie. Probably again the only player to cut and Joby to come out with any credibility from yesterday. So a few tweets like that. Yeah. Yeah. Seventy uh, eighth minute, Josh Caroma replaced. Uh, James Dayton was that the right sub for you? Yeah, James had a real off day yesterday, but again, he was no worse than anybody yeah, else. Yeah. Um, so yeah, why not? Let's freshen it up. Yeah, uh, let's. I mean, he wants to obviously overload going forward. So now we've got on Mooney, Harold, Bon, and Karoma. So our four strikers are all on the Go pitch. For it. Yeah, good yeah. point. Gung ho. Eighty fifth minute, I guess cherry oh, on the cake. Yeah. And Kobe goes down, holding his hamstring, and is done for. We have no more substitutes, so we end the game with ten men at yeah. that point. Well, we weren't going to come back anyway, but at that point, it's just trying to limit... Damage limitation, limit, damage yeah. Limitation. Absolutely. Yeah, and we hope El Kobe is okay, but sometimes hamstrings can be a bit a bit niggly and deceiving, so we're hoping not that for too long. The five yeah. minutes of additional time were added. Yeah. And in the 93rd minute, we win the ball, break, Karoma got played in, went past his man, shot wide, decent chance there? Yeah, de- yeah, half decent chance. You know, if it's on target, it might have gone in, keeper might have saved it, you don't know. But, you know, for me, they're... Uh, do my thoughts and comments after we didn't really test their keeper yeah even I got into a few decent positions so we should have maybe made the keeper work harder so the rest of the five minutes were played full time whistle win as our good run comes to an end and we lost the game 2-0 to Boreham Wood so after the match Paul was Excuse lucky me. enough to go to the post-match press conference we got five minutes uh, with Steve Davis in which he asked his questions and here is Paul speaking to Steve Davis post Boreham Wood
to get them 2v1s wide and the switches we didn't switch the play enough to get into those areas enough and um, as I say we couldn't create enough opportunities yeah like you said to the other guys earlier Joby seemed to be the one sort of doing a lot of running which is surprising because it's usually James James Dayton and McCauley and McCauley was doing a lot of running but unfortunately didn't have anything to show for it today. no we didn't he worked hard Frustrating. yeah they all worked hard he, you know I know they work hard but uh, sometimes they, um, they they have to show a little be a little bit braver and show a little bit more courage in, in how we want to play and sometimes particularly away we don't seem to do it as much as we do at home in front of our fans which is unusual because you think it'd be the other way around you know they seem to be more confident playing at home than they do away at the moment but um, we've shown at Woking and, and other clubs that we can we can perform and be very professional today wasn't our day and you say with the injuries as well you can tell he, you know he, he literally topped it off it wasn't our day which is unfortunate what did you say to the boys at half time and then again at full time what was the sort of message to come out for the second half I knew we, we, we needed to play more and um, you know I thought we got into uh, a game that became a little bit even and scrappy uh, from our point of view we weren't looking for the passes that we've been you know you know doing oh, since the start of the season we tried to play a certain way and um, we didn't do it today and, and for, whatever, for whatever reason we worked on switching it we worked on getting overloads down the sides which we do in some games because you know on the right we have the quality to do that um, it didn't happen the best bit of play we had was when we created the chance just before half time and we failed to finish it so as I say that they're, they're the, they're the Things in the game which change games, the course of games, and that was in, that was an important time for us to, to get an equaliser going into half time. It's a different it's a different uh, team talk than it was when you won down. And, yeah. But it was disappointed, as I say, from many respects. More so because uh, in possession we weren't at the races today. And the pitch, we've come to an away ground where they've actually got a pretty stunning pitch. Which is more frustrating because we've <laughs> played on the best pitch of the arguably, season, yeah. arguably the best pitch of the season, and not played. Uh, as we can opportunity for us personal to, to, to display mm. and showcase what, what we can do and uh, that's probably more frustrating and disappointing from my point of view than anything else 1920 fans in this ground today mm. 1264 of them so two thirds of that were late yeah. Orient fans amazing yeah quite a few disgruntled obviously a little bit upset no more disappointed do you have a message that we can put out to the fans that uh, you know obviously we can we can write that wrong on, on Tuesday against Halifax but yeah, I think we all know that. that all of us will go away, you know, and you know, me being the manager, I'm a fan, and uh, I feel the disappointment today and the frustration at that because you feel that you should come here and win. And, uh, but every game is, isn't that easy. We, we know how difficult the games are in the league. And, um, so, yeah, I, I would say that, you know, we've got two home games coming up. We've got to put that right. Our former way is a bit indifferent at the moment. Our former home has been very good. We've got to take advantage of our home form. And you know, say we can get a good three points on Tuesday night. This, this is we moved on from this, and, and it's important we do move on. You know, we'll be in tomorrow, and and um, we'll be talking about it, discussing it, and then we're moving on to the next game. So put it behind. That's, us. That's, yeah, I think you have to. I think you, in football, as a, as a player and a, and a coach and a manager, we all. If it don't go well, we will look to the next one. I think as a fan, you do the same. Disappointment tonight, yes. Thinking about and talking about and discussing in the pub about different players and tactics and things, that's great. That's, that's what football's about. Um, and, you know, you get a chance to put it right in the next game. And I think um, you'll get a reaction. We'll be a couple of players that we have to think about that are missing, uh, how we fill that gap. Um, and it'll be a test for the squad. You know, it's the first test we've really had 
of, of our squad because we're now short of Josh uh, jo, uh, Josh Coulson and George Ellicobi there we've lost both centre-halves we well it'll be weeks early. it'll be weeks I think uh, hopefully for uh, both for both but certainly the next two home games we won't see George and Josh in the team so uh, so Jamie can Jamie, Jamie will come in and um, we need to then decide who, who partners him and that's a new partnership as I say yeah. that, that partnership hasn't hasn't been played very often apart from in training uh, they will have played together mm-hmm. whoever that is but um, so we'll see it's a test for it's a test for us and uh, we have to come through it so that was Paul there speaking to Steve Davis yesterday so thanks to Steve uh, for speaking to Paul Paul for some great questions uh, first time I listened to that well done that was fantastic um, so interestingly at the end of that <coughs> Steve said we probably won't be seeing George or Josh for a number of weeks, weeks so yeah. we'll see what happens with that so that defeat meant we slipped down uh, two places in the league to fourth on 16 points after nine games, but just one point behind Dover, who were top of the league. So Dover won, Dagenham and Redbridge lost. Um, so we haven't lost too much ground on the leaders, so it can all change very quickly in the league. So nothing to be too disheartened about. So your views on yesterday? Yeah, just to say thanks for to Steve for, for sparing me that five minutes at the end of everybody else's interviews. Yeah. I sort of grabbed a few minutes at the end, which delays him then getting on the coach and the coach going, and etc, etc. So thank you to uh, the media team at Orient Charlie, uh, and also to Steve for, for giving us that he didn't have to do that they don't have to do Good that point, so yeah. it's really kind Agreed. of them to do that to bring us that and we asked different questions to what Dave will ask to what George will ask to what the Guardian ask etc so thank you very much boys uh, really appreciate it so our first loss away from home on grass very disappointing day really where we saw a very settled side who didn't seem to turn up I can't remember really their keeper having to make a save For me, yesterday was summed up in a David Mooney tweet after the game. He said, away crowd, thanks so much for your support. I was horrendous today and I apologise for my performance. We go again. Love the O's. See you Tuesday. Interesting that a few players tweeted after the game uh, about how bad they were. So Dayton put up a very similar tweet. So very honest to the players to see that. I quite like that in terms of, you know, what they're doing. Yeah, we've got, I I wanted to sort of uh, pick out points from Dave Mooney's uh, post-match presser, but obviously we can't put that out until the club have put uh, their interview out so we can't we can't play that at this time um, but he was so brutally honest and if you've got Ozone listen to what Dave Mooney had to say he said I was truly awful today okay. um, even before he went on and spoke he said I couldn't pass today I just passing it off the pitch like what was I doing yeah. so just an off day there but uh, we couldn't string many passes together we looked disjointed defence making simple errors uh, and the strikers didn't get the service they need and when they got the opportunities um, unfortunately they didn't take yeah. them Dayton not getting down the wing enough Joby had a good game but his end product he, his, you know, his corners were over here his free kicks didn't make the mark unfortunately uh, we waste set pieces because our delivery isn't good enough Boreham Wood are a horrible little club who have an amazing pitch thanks to Arsenal Football Club who maintain it for their ladies team who use it as do Watford's reserves uh, apparently we move on to Tuesday now and we can quickly look to right this wrong much like we did after the Bromley match though we won't keep going on about that where we put in a <laughs> every, similar every episode it's going to be the running joke now isn't every it every episode we'll get that in uh, where we put in a similar below par performance so hopefully it is just another blip and we'll write that wrong Tuesday against Halifax yeah your views my views are much shorter than yours it sounds like we weren't at the races today deserve to lose you know if Bond scores before <laughs> half time like I said game's completely different you know, I hope Colson and Elicobi are okay and I hope Colson can continue his loan spell at the club like I said before, I can't fault Davis for his team selection or timing of his subs today, so well done to Steve. Um, like you said, it's okay to have an off day. 
talk about how we bounce back. We've got two opportunities this week, so hopefully the club can put it right. So those are our views, your views again. You know, these are all tweets that come into our Orient Outlook. We can't mention everything that we get, otherwise you'd be looking at a two-hour podcast and we're trying to get in around 55 minutes today so we'll see how we get on so firstly from at Kid Sampson oh he said we just flat track bullies against relegation haunted part time sides we're too weak too old too slow and destined for mid table and anonymity anonymity yeah anonymity, at Peter yeah. L Davies said we, ju- we just didn't turn up today deserved loss uh, deserved loss unfo- deserved loss unfortunately big up the 1300 fans deserved a better performance yeah Jack Coates 14 says very inconsistent hope the injuries aren't major forget about this one and let's go again on Tuesday down underscore underscore south said we are still only a point and a few goals from being top of the league calm down everyone chill I like that one that's Sharky yeah, War it's not the result we wanted but as they say Bleak. It happens. Hope injuries aren't too bad. Now it's a Tuesday and only a point of top. I've got to say, for Orient fans, these tweets so far are very positive. I like it. If this would have been a couple of seasons ago, even last season, it would have been a lot more. We're doomed. Yeah. But- At LOFC1978 said, very disappointing. Huffed and puffed with no end product. Boreham Wood, very impressive. Number 11, man of the match. Orient Port all over the park. Balls into the box were dire. Yeah. Nice shot. Steve says, we, are, we were due for a clunker. We move on to Tuesday. No reason to fret. Yeah, at Nathan NTHE said, just looked totally unorganised, a non-existent midfield, and couldn't pick out a player who wanted it today. At Trevor Gibling says, clear that Geisley and Solihull aren't the benchmark in this division. There's a big difference between the good and the bad teams. We can't get carried away so far with our big win. So a bit of a negative one there from Trevor. Yeah, but you can't get carried, like yeah, you said, you've got to you know, remain yeah. calm whether you win, lose or draw. Matty LOFC Evans tweeted saying, credit to Boreham Wood, played very well. We need to be more clinical in front of goal. Injuries are starting to mount, which is a worry, which is a terrific point because now, you know, with two midfielders down, although Lawless is back on the bench, yeah. and now with two centre, first choice centre-halves down, so that's four players out of 24. That's why you have a big squad, isn't it? That's why Correct. you put the money in and invest it. MJJ Scanlon says they were more up for it today than us. Too many areas in defence. Need to remember the old uh, saying at the time, if in doubt, blast it out. Yeah, just get rid. David Barrett, six, awful. Why is Oching playing over Lawless? Why wasn't Moons replaced by Harold? He was having a mare. Strange subs by Davis. I'm going to disagree with you on that, David. At record blue apps, we were terrible today. Mooney was shocking and so was Wooderson. Defence was too sluggish, uh, like the first four games. Bonwood played well, but we looked very bad on tight pitches. John Macker, 1977. Poor performance all round from 1 to 11. Fair play to Boreham Wood, though. An important point to make. There is no standout team in, in the league this season. Every team is beatable, and I'm convinced it will be a very open league. Yeah. Good point. Good point there. Joe Jessner, 16, says, For all the abuse Mooney will take tonight, he'll create by far our best chance all game for Golden by Bond, who spooned it over. True. Yeah. Veg, uh, Veggie Jones said, Management team need to take some responsibility. Performance suggests some homework on Boreham Wood not done well enough. It's Especially when no midweek game. Interesting. MP Allen two two two. So still in the playoffs. As long as we're still there or better at the end of the season, I'll be very happy. We can put this right on Tuesday. Yep. At Sonny P thirty two. Insane. Nobody can make a pass. A few good balls into the box, but not one head or foot on the end. Mooney wasn't great, and Widdison too. At Stassi Stassi says, shouldn't be surprised when opponents raise their game against us. Worryingly, apart from Geisley, all have caused us some serious problems. Paul Crouchman said exactly what we all know. This league will be tough at times. On any given day, anyone can be anyone. 
We go again Tuesday up the O's. Great tweet. Very good there, Paul. At Scotch Egg 87 says, pathetic performance by the boys. Lacked desire from start to finish and had no cutting edge whatsoever. David, TH6430189. This is, a, this is a very controversial one coming up here. Yeah, signing Mooney and McEnough will cost us. Luxury, nostalgia players not up to a brutal league. Controversial. Eh? Tweet us and let you know. Let us know what you think uh, about that. It's David TH six four three zero one double eight nine. That's already got quite a few uh, comments on it. At Dave M one eight one two says everyone keeps saying that with a completely new squad, we'll we'll be inconsistent. So why the surprise when we are inconsistent? Len yeah. M four was it bad? Yes. Should we panic? Not at all. The lads have it in them to bounce back, and it's only mid September anyway. Yeah, good point. At Reese N underscore ninety four says pretty poor today. Huge reality check to bring the players back down to earth. No panicking could prove beneficial in the long run. Great yeah. support. And the final word this week goes to Joe underscore Pavitt, who said, "Let's not dwell on today. We were bad, but every team has bad days." And a few injuries played a big part today. Roll on Tuesday. Yep, so thanks for all your tweets, DMs, messages, Instagrams, everything that's happened this week. We really appreciate it. Uh, a prediction league <laughs> update. We had over 100 predictions yesterday and not one person predicted 2-0 to Borough Wood. We had a few people who predicted Borough Wood would win. Yeah. There's a few 1-0s and a quite 3-1. 3-1 and 2-1s. Uh, but no 2-0 so no one predicted correctly but thanks for all your predictions yep and now we move on to today Sunday the 10th of September huge props as I said at the top of the show to the Orient ladies who found their goal scoring boots annihilated at Enfield Town LFC 9-0 yeah I'm not making that up (laughs) 9-0 with goals from Sophie Lamarche Ella May Chanel uh, uh, and Chanel who all got two goals Danny Griff got yep. uh, one, uh, Hayley B got one, and Egil Trezzi uh, got one as well with the assists. Uh, Hayley B got two, Sophie Lamarch two, Ella May got two, Ellie and Lisa also chipping in with the assists there. So, well done, ladies. Well done. Absolutely showing the way there. So, let's round this bad boy up then. So, prediction league update. No change from last week as Tony underscore Antonio and unexpected item zero are still top of the prediction league on 10 points, and the full table is available on our Facebook page. So now we move on to our Fantasy Football League, of which there are about 160-odd teams in there. Uh, William, yeah, quite a few. Yeah, William Nays is leading that at the moment on 213 points, closely followed by Bailey Smith in second on 211 points. There is still a game, West Ham-Huddersfield, to play mm. tomorrow night, unfortunately. Um, but Steve, sadly, you've fallen down the pecking order and you're now 136. Yeah, I thought I had a good week. I had two goal scorers, but simply not enough. But like I've said, and we'll continue to sound this podcast, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Not yeah, a sprint. Big, big league, though. Very big league. Very so, big. moving on then, positives uh, and negatives this week. Yeah, so I'll do the positives then. So, uh, the first one, the away support. Again, a fantastic number of travelling fans. Well done to everyone who made the journey. The second positive, fourth in the league and only one point from being top. So, that's a great positive to have. We're actually joint second okay. if, you want to, if your glass is half full. Okay, so our glass is half do you know full. What I mean? So, uh, positive is we joined second goal difference. in the league. Yeah. And another positive, I'm going to rack in there now. The ladies. So well done, ladies. 9 0 today. Fantastic yeah, work. Shot. So well done, which leads Mr. Levy onto the negatives. Yes, unfortunately, quite a few this week. Our performance, obviously, against Boreham Wood yesterday. Our yep. injuries mounting up now with uh, Coulson and Ella Kobe, and one or two others possibly carrying some niggles that was alluded to yeah. um, in, in post match presses. I think Coulson and Ella Kobe have been really good so far this season. They'll both be 
missed greatly. Well, that depends on how Jamie and whoever yeah, good plays beside him will, will be. They might not be missed that much if they do uh, superbly. Lack of chances that have been that have been created really, and silly defensive errors. As I think one of the tweets said, if in doubt, just put it out yeah. and let us regroup. Don't Absolutely. don't give it to them with a poor with a poor clearance. So, so yeah, those are our positives and negatives this week. So moving on to hero of the week. Uh, so we haven't put it to public vote again. We've chosen it for ourselves, and the heroes of the week are. It's all the fans who went to Boronwood yesterday, so well done to everyone who made the effort for going down there. Late addition to that, I'd like to add in the ladies as well for winning 9 Yeah, so fans who went to Boronwood and the ladies, so well done to all of you who went there. That is truly an amazing turnout, 1,260 away. It's phenomenal. It's Absolutely amazing. So phenomenal. let's wrap up this week then with uh, next week's fixtures. We've got two home fixtures this week. On Tuesday, as we've mentioned a few times already, we've got Halifax town at home uh, for a 7.45 kickoff. Uh, if you get into the supporters club for 6 o'clock you'll see Macaulay Bond yeah. being presented with his uh, Man of the Match yeah. uh, award. Halifax are 6th in the league having beaten Maidenhead at home 3-2 on Saturday. This is followed up by another home game uh, in front of the BT Sport cameras on Saturday the 16th of September. That is a 12.30 kickoff. We are the lunchtime kickoff on BT Sport. Do not think we are playing at 3 or half past 5 because we're not. <laughs> Hartlepool are surprisingly 19th in the league after beating Dagenham and Redbridge 1-0 at home. Yeah, they've suffered some yeah. a poor uh, adjustment, you know, poor adjusting to life in the National League and, uh, uh, you know, they beat Dagenham at home on Saturday so they'll look to take that confidence with them uh, as well. Also next week, on Wednesday the 13th of September, the Supporters Club will be holding an evening with Nigel and Kent. We will do our best to uh, see if we can get that recorded. We will put in our usual requests yep. and see what happens uh, there, really. So yeah. if you can't make it, um, hopefully we'll be able to, to help you out. Fingers crossed on that one. So that's it. Thanks for joining us for episode 114. So after the last few positive results and podcasts, the O's were brought back to earth with a defeat at Boronwood in front of a record attendance and suffering two injuries to key players. However, there's still lots to be hopeful about. You know, we're still in the playoff places. With two home fixtures this week, we have a chance to put this defeat behind us straight away. And two wins this week will probably see us go top of the league, I reckon. Off the pitch Wednesday yeah. night will be fantastic for morale as Nigel and Kent will be in the supporters club answering your questions. And like Paul said, hopefully we will be there recording. So we'll be back yep. episode 115 probably next Sunday, 17th of September of all the information and views that you could ever need. Yeah, if you're listening on iTunes, please subscribe, give our podcast a review, would be appreciated. If you're listening on SoundCloud, TuneIn and Stitcher, add us to your favourites and that way you'll have all the podcasts available as soon as we upload them. If you have an older relative or a loved one who you think will be interested in the podcast, help them out if they've got um, a, a smartphone or a computer set it up for them help them out uh, let's uh, reach out to as many people as we can and we look forward to hearing from you we are on social media at Orin Outlook we're on Facebook just search Orin Outlook Podcast if you're not on social media not a problem you can email us your views and thoughts we are Orient Outlook at Outlook.com that was if beautifully you... done thank you very much way. so yeah if you see us come and say hello if we'll be at both home games have a great week and as always Keep calm and listen to the Orient Outlook podcast. Up the O's. Here's a little song I wrote. You might want to sing it note for note. Don't worry. Every morning. <laughs> Be happy. In every life we have some trouble. But when you worry, you 